our church, everybody's welcome. Right. We love you. We we don't condemn you. Uh, no matter what your struggle is, uh, we want you to be part of our church. And and the, but the reality is, God loves all of us too much to leave us the way we are. God's power transforms us, heals us, restores us as we grow as disciples of Jesus. We believe that there is always more to God's Word, and if we dig a little deeper, we will find truth that will take us on a journey of amazing life change, a life of deeper hope, deeper truth, and deeper grace. Let's jump right in. And just like that, we're back. Another episode of the Deeper Grace Podcast. I'm Jacob, and he joins us every single week. Pastor Wayne, can we um, elaborate on what you were just talking about uh, off the mic? Remind me what we were talking about. We were talking chicken, about the All-Star game. The chicken, we're... the chicken feet, the oh, chicken head. If you've traveled a little bit, right. you, you know what you find in convenience stores around the world mm-hmm. may or may not always be what you find in convenience stores in America. So, for instance, in China, I traveled there a few years ago. Uh, a convenience store that we stopped by sold chicken head on a stick. And then chicken feet in a bag. So you like you buy chips or Doritos in a bag. You could buy chicken feet in a bag. Because we were just talking about this because Pastor Graham was in here and they just got back from El Salvador and he right. mentioned how they have no sweets down there. They they thrive solely off of chips. So this what what does the chicken head like, does it look like an actual? Yeah, it looks like a chicken head. Now I didn't eat it. I didn't buy it. I had no desire at all. Are you a guy that likes foreign foods a lot? I like to try yeah. new things. You know, I'm an adventurous eater. It doesn't mean I'll like it. I'll try almost anything once, but no, I didn't try that. It's kind of funny we're talking about this because um, Pastor Matthias and I had to go up to Ikea today to pick up some stuff for, because we just finished serve day, which was awesome. Right. And a couple hundred people showing up to serve on a Saturday. That was pretty awesome. And we had some people there till what well, they say, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. So we had to go pick up some extra chairs that we're going to build to take over to Greenwood and there's a little restaurant inside Ikea. I'm not sure if you've ever been there before. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. Swedish meatballs. And you and you know Pastor Matias wanted to go there because that, that's where he's from. Right. So he's like, oh, yeah, they have meatballs, all that stuff. I'm not a foreign foods guy. Yeah. So I got chicken tenders and fries. <laughs> you so, American, you. Yeah. I know. Well, we had a guest speaker this past Sunday. Right. Dr. Linda Seiler. Mm-hmm. And her testimony is remarkable. It really is. So. Um, let's talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to dive deep into what the message was actually about. So with her, she struggled with homosexuality, transgenderism at a very young age. Right. So we're in this series called Grace and Truth, mm-hmm. and it's all about trying to equip the church, how to engage culture the way Jesus would. And so uh, the Bible says in John chapter 1 that Jesus was full of grace and truth. And so our goal as followers of Jesus is to, how do we interact, engage uh, our culture? We do it with grace and we do it with truth. Mm -hmm. And so we address the issue of homosexuality, transgenderism this past Sunday, because this is an issue that 
everybody is facing at some level. Right. How do we respond as Christians? How do we have compassion for people that this is part of their life and their story? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet, how do we have conviction at the same time? Can you can you love people and still stand firm on the truth? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is our example for doing that. And so as I was planning for this uh, part of the series, I reached out to Dr. Seiler uh, because it is her story. As a child, uh, she began experiencing same-sex attraction. She wanted to be a boy, uh, so she was planning to have uh a gender sur- change surgery. Right. Uh, she didn't follow through with that, and then she she t- told her story about you know how eventually she gave her heart to the Lord, still struggled, but how she overcame all that over a period of years. It was a powerful story for all of us. But she gave she gave a very unique perspective. Uh, some of the points she said, you know, that we have to realize that we love people because they're made in the image of God. Right. Uh, we don't hate people. We're not like uh, Westboro Baptist Church, mm-hmm. which is standing on street corners and yelling names and derogatory things at people. That's not that's not grace or truth. That's that's evil. Right. And that's not the church. That's not us. And so uh, we want to be full of grace, which is love and kindness and mercy, but also full of truth. And uh, one of the one of the points that she made was that if we love God first. We'll love others well. Right. She made an interesting point that we get the great commandment kind of mixed up. You know, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And she made a point to say that it's in the right order. If we love God well, we'll love others well. Yeah. But our culture has kind of flipped that, that we love others first, and then if you know they love us, then we'll tell them about Jesus. And so that, that was a pretty powerful point that I thought she made. But I think she exhibits the grace and truth, her story, her life, and uh, she did a great job. If you missed it, you'll want to check out the message that she shared on one of our podcasts. And homosexuality and transgenderism is pretty big in the generation, especially our kid, the kids' generation, the younger ones, mm-hmm. um, because this is a conversation that's not only being brought up in school, but it's being taught in school, correct? Yeah, and I, I think if you were to... I think it's a it's a much more uh, common issue or topic with students, young adults, because more than likely they'll know somebody who identifies as LGBTQ, and uh, they probably have friends. Now the statistics, uh, as of last week, are still the same. Somewhere between five and six percent of the population identify as homosexual or transgender in some way. Uh, Those statistics haven't changed much uh, in a long time. It's interesting, uh, as I was researching for that particular day, that particular topic, perception is is that that's a lot lot more of the population actually identifies that way, but reality is that it's not. But students, kids, it's just a more common topic, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to address it uh, as a church, because we want to equip not just families but students. How do we how do we do this right? How do we how do we help people understand we don't hate them, we don't condemn them, uh, people who aren't like us or don't think like us, whatever. We love them, right? And and we can love them well, and still not agree yeah. with 
their choices and still not agree with their lifestyle. But you can actually lovingly disagree. You can speak the truth in love. And Linda explained that pretty well. Yeah, she said in her in her sermon on Sunday, she said, you can love people well, but that doesn't mean that you have to compromise. And I feel like us as a church, that's where we have to do a better job at because those people that may identify as gay or transgender, they feel like they're separated from the church. They can't go to church because as we talked about last week in part one of uh, Grace and Truth, they are afraid mm-hmm. to open up about you know this or abortion or certain other things like that. And is it just me? Or do you feel like that when you were preparing for this sermon, you're like, us as a church need to do better at handling situations like these? I've, yeah, because I think our culture says, if you don't agree with me, that means you hate me. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Right. Um, and again, Jesus is our example. He hung out with lost people. He hung out with broken people. You know, the the verbiage in the Bible is he hung out with sinners. Uh, they weren't holy. They weren't pure. And yet he connected with them, Right. you know, personally, relationally. Somebody put it to me this way. Jesus is more interested in relationship than religion. Mm -hmm. I I think that's powerful. But through his life, he was able to communicate uh, love, but he didn't withhold the truth. You know, Jesus spoke the truth to the people that he loved. Uh, And we can do the same. We can truly love people, serve people, bless people, encourage people and still speak the truth into their lives. Well, you mentioned Westboro Baptist Church. I know that she mentioned that on Sunday. And if nobody, if you're unfamiliar with Westboro Baptist Church, they are members of an organization, of a church, I guess. It's ironic that it's called a church because it's anything but a reflection of Jesus. I actually had, I didn't have, I don't know if you want to call it an experience, but I went to UND for college and there was one day that they were there. Okay. So... I got a firsthand experience of what these people are like. If you don't know what they are, they're members of this quote-unquote church, more like an organization. They go to colleges. Um, it's real popular at IUPUI, UND. They'll hold up signs and say, if, if you wear, for instance, if you wear leggings, you're going to hell. If you, uh, if you have an abortion, you're going to hell, blah, 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 blah. What about the people that may be listening um, or they know somebody that's had a bad experience with Westboro and that's what makes them afraid to come to church. I think, uh, again, an organization like that is anything but a church. Mm -hmm. So that's deceiving because that's not the church of Jesus Christ. And uh, I made this statement on Sunday and I'll make it again that our church Everybody's welcome. Right. We love you. We we don't condemn you. Uh, no matter what your struggle is, uh, we want you to be part of our church. And and the, but the reality is, God loves all of us too much to leave us the way we are. God's power transforms us, heals us, restores us as we grow as disciples of Jesus. And so that is the message that we want to communicate. That's why we do Serve Day. Right. You know. Well, we, a couple hundred of us, gave a Saturday to serve our city because we're about giving and blessing uh, and, and serving people. 
You mentioned that you, um, we talked off the mic a little bit. You went out to lunch with Linda after the service on Sunday. Yeah. And there were some things that you talked about. Is there anything that you guys conversed with that you're able well, to Well, we, we just got a much uh, more in-depth version of her story. What was fascinating to me, uh, and she mentioned this that in, in the message, how uh, rejection and emotional wounds can lead to, uh, not, not always, but can lead to, you know, the types of behavior that we're talking about. And in her own personal story, what that looked like in her family. Right. Uh, it was powerful to sit there and listen to that. And a reminder of all of us are wounded in some way. How do we heal from that? How do we, how do we solve that? You know, if we feel rejected or if we feel wounded in some way by somebody else, a family member Mm -hmm. or abused, you know, I, I think it reminds us that the vision of our church is that people don't just know God, but they find freedom that we all need to find the freedom from the past, from the hurts and from the wounds and that's why we do freedom groups in our church, because it's such a huge part of our growth as followers of Jesus that we start to heal our minds and our hearts. We think correctly. We align our thinking with God's thinking so that we can be free. And that's another big one we talked about earlier about how kids struggle with this in school, but those kids that do struggle with homosexuality that do struggle with transgenderism in today's generation they're afraid to as you just said with linda you're afraid to talk to your parents about it because Mm -hmm. you are scared of the rejection so right how do how do how do you handle something like that is that different than with what we do in schools since you're talking about the inner family now and openly talking to them about that? I think in the culture that we live in now, in 2022, every parent needs a plan to talk to your kids about this because it's going to be part of their lives. Uh, It's almost difficult. You've got uh, television. You've got Disney. You've got so many avenues that are trying to normalize uh, behaviors that we wouldn't – that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think every parent needs to, to do that. Now, this is where uh, people like Linda have created a ton of resources on her website, uh, lindaseiler.com. And then uh, her ministry is called Restory. So restoryministries.org. Right. So that's spelled R-E-S-T-O-R-Y. And there's a resources tab there. It talks about, hey, what if I'm experiencing same-sex attraction? What if I have gender dysphoria? What if, you know, what about this? And there's these very simple but effective resource guides, discussion guides, how to have a conversation with your family, with your kids, with others that are experiencing this, and, and how to talk about it the right way. And again, the whole goal of this series is to equip people to have healthy conversations and interactions with people that results in good things. And the Restories Ministry, there's going to be a conference coming up, I believe. She mentioned that 
um, before she got the platform. In September, yeah. in Springfield, Missouri, she's organizing a nationwide conference to equip church leaders, family members uh, uh, concerning these issues. And so, again, you can find that out on our website, uh, RestoryMinistries.org. And so I think that link will be in the show yeah. notes, right? Yep, it's going to be in the show notes. It's in the it's in the show notes from the uh, actual sermon, and then it will be in the show notes for um, this Deeper Grace podcast. And if you weren't here on Sunday, you did miss an opportunity because after both services, she actually held a Q and A. I wasn't. I don't. I'm not sure if you got to sit in on that or anything. Do you know how that went? Yeah, it went really well. There were some very powerful moments in that room as people shared their stories. Um, some very painful. You know, mm-hmm. broken relationships, hurt, wounds, betrayal, lots of uh, lots of genuine emotion going on there. And uh, again, this is a this is an issue that so many people are having to deal with. And we want to be a church. We want to be a people that follows Jesus and does it the way Jesus would do it. And we truly believe that He would lead with grace and speak the truth, speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we want to do too. Is there anything that I missed that you uh, wanted to hit on here before we talk about next week? I think uh, there, there again, there, there's just so much. If I could recommend a few more resources that I've learned a lot from, uh, there is a book called uh, Secret Confessions of an Unlikely Convert by Rosaria Butterfield. A uh, fascinating story of a women's professor at Syracuse University uh, and, and living in a lesbian lifestyle uh, and, and, a, and a friend, a pastor that befriended her and over time uh, helped her to put her faith in Jesus. And she's a leading voice right now uh, to help people uh, who are struggling with that. Uh, there's a book by Christopher Yuan, spelled Y-U-A-N, called Holy Sexuality that is very powerful, very good in helping people come to terms with this. And, and of course, so much stuff on lindaseiler.com that uh, I think are going to really, really help a lot of people as they dig into this. Wow. Off the wall question for you. Um, when you're preparing for a sermon series like Grace and Truth, and you're preparing to hit on topics that are really touchy mm-hmm. with some people, how difficult is that for you to kind of, okay, I got to watch my base here. Can I attack this straight on? How hard is that for you as a pastor when you're preparing for this stuff? Well, I think the key word is prepared. Yeah. You have to be prepared. Uh, first of all, spiritually, I want to make sure my heart's right, my attitude's right, my mm-hmm. spirit's right uh, about this. So very much prayed up. But then be prepared as far as I'm studying, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm listening uh, to prepare for this. One, I listened to the podcast of a of a preacher's kid, uh, of a very famous uh, minister in America, and his story of coming out as homosexual getting married to another man and just listening to a story it, it the story doesn't end the way I'd want it to end but listening to his hurt and his pain it it creates this empathy mm-hmm. and this compassion for people and when you dig into it you realize people who there there's a lot of there's a lot of 
mental health challenges. There's there's anxiety and that people are dealing with that that we're not talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and so if we if we are able to see people as human beings made in the image of God, and this is their struggle, it just helps us. And so. I, I did a lot of preparation, listening to stories, learning, growing, uh, ultimately being led by God's word Right. as far as what does God's word say. But yeah, you don't just off the cuff tackle a message like this. You want it to be right, helpful, and uh, hopefully life-changing. Once again, um, Linda Seiler was her name. She spoke this Sunday. Um, if you want to learn more about her or about Restory Ministries, the conference coming up in September, um, her website is lindaseiler.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-S-E-I-L-E-R.com or restoryministries.org. Pastor, what's coming up next week? Um, this coming week, Grace and Truth, we're going to address abortion. Uh-oh. That's a good one. <laughs> well, it's important. It's what our, it's what everybody's talking about. And again, we want to equip people to address it the right way with grace and truth. One more question for you. So maybe this is a question that you can answer at the end of, the, of this sermon series. When you're preparing all these homosexuality, abortion, so on and so forth, which one was the hardest for you to get ready for um i'm not done obviously so i'm not sure if i can answer that question just just yet so that's going to be a question we come back to next week then sure all right a couple weeks from now all right well guys uh that'll do it for this week's episode of the deeper grace podcast don't forget rate the podcast uh review the podcast and most importantly subscribe to the podcast pastor great job as always we look forward to the message on sunday thank you all right god bless guys